everyone. This is episode 577 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. I'm your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about some Super Treasure Arena, some Aftercharge, and a little bit of Floor Kids, because I've played all three, obviously, or I wouldn't be talking about them. I did play a little bit of Celeste as well, just to see what the assist mode was like and what options were available it's nice there aren't too many but what's there does help in making it easier and in some cases if you turn everything on it makes it too easy it really breaks the game and takes away any joy anyone like if you turn on all the assists in celeste which is infinite stamina for climbing invulnerability so you don't die except i'm assuming if you fell to your death you would still fall and there wouldn't just be an invisible floor at at that point but i don't know i didn't try and what is the the real killer the the cherry on top that breaks the experience is you can adjust the dashes from one to two or infinite if you turn on infinite dashes and have invulnerability on as well you can just dash like crazy to your heart's content not worrying about hitting any kind of spikes or anything and it it just makes it an absolute breeze and it's not fun i mess around with it going through some old levels and it was it was ridiculous how easy it made the game not that it was unexpected but i like the thought of and almost because i think you could have multiple saves i kind of just want to have a an assist mode save where i Go through the whole game using that and see how much I hate myself after I do that. Because that in no way can be enjoyable. I was miserable after doing it for a few states. I'm like, oh god, this is so wrong. But I like that those options are there. I just think if you're having difficulty with the game or if these kind of games do uh, challenge you uh, you know, in, in most cases, the assist mode is really great. But I would avoid using infinite dashes. You can turn on the two, but you don't even have to do that. If you have, I guess you can turn it. But if you turn on invulnerability and infinite climbing, it'll make it a much easier game. I think those really go a long way in making it less challenging but still fun. And even adding the second dash is fine. But like once you start going dash happy, it's... Just, it's like it's no longer a platformer. I don't know what you would call the game at that point. It's just a, a, a nightmare of unfun. <laughs> but moving on to what I've been playing, the new stuff. Let's see, which order do I want to go in? So Floor Kids is a breakdancing game, I guess, where you breakdance and you press the button. So I'm playing this on Xbox One. I forgot I even had a copy of it, and I just put it in. I didn't put it in because it's a downloadable game. Uh, Maybe Limited Run will release it at some point. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. But I started it up and went through the tutorial, whatever, and then a handful of levels. And I guess I just don't get it. I don't know. Uh, I was scoring relatively well, and I seemed to be pleasing the crowd for the most part. But... I wasn't having any fun, and I didn't really care for the music that was in there. I didn't feel like what I was doing was going along with the music all that well either. I just felt like, oh, 
I'm pressing these buttons to do these dances and making sure I do all the dances I can do so that I get the biggest bonus for doing all the kinds of dances. The way it works is that you press the face buttons and if you don't press any direction or any other button on the controller, it'll just do these four basic step and maneuvers or whatever. I, I, I don't know breakdancing terms, so don't kill me over that. But then if you press down and one of the face buttons, you'll start doing your, your breakdancing things on the floor. So, you know, whatever, where it's like you're spinning your leg around. I, you know what it is like. When you get down and dirty on the floor and start breakdancing, that's how you do those. Then you can, I think, hold up. No, not hold up. If you rotate the left analog stick in either direction, you will do various spin moves where you're like on your head. Or, or maybe there was one where you're not on your head. If you hold the right bumper and spin in either direction as well, you'll do uh, additional spin moves and then if you hold i think both up on the analog stick and then one of the face buttons hold the face buttons instead of tapping it along the beat like in most of the cases you will then hold a move so like when you you know hold something <laughs> like what i just said i don't know control wise it's fine i just don't think it integrates with the music and all that all that well I, I just i i played through it i was scoring well i was doing well but i didn't get any kind of feedback that was any kind of satisfying feedback that made me feel like oh yeah this this all makes sense this feels good i'm loving this music it's all driving together it just felt like okay there's music playing and there's a beat and i'm dancing to the beat but I, I just I'm able to freestyle all I want, and there are, there are these moments too in the game where they'll have like two per song because every every song is two minutes exactly, and there are two sections. They're they're like basic freestyle sections, and then there are two ones where you have to press. I don't know if it, it'll change, but in the ones I played, the X button at a specific time, and then you'll also have a, a chance to freestyle and just press all the buttons at the same time, which I don't know if it was doing anything to the character, but like when it gets to the point where it's just like tap any button, it's literally just like smash the controller so that you can light up all these things when it's in the freestyle mode, but then make sure you're ready for when it, cause it alternates between those two twice every time it has those sections. But I just, I didn't find it fun and I didn't see the point of it. And maybe I just don't get it. I don't know, but the game didn't do a good job of making me feel like a break dancer or uh, I don't know. And and part of it, I, I think the biggest part is just not getting any kind of real satisfying feedback from the music and what I'm doing on screen. Like my actions and the music seem to be, you know, like they didn't relate to each other all that much. I'm like, whatever. Sometimes a crowd will say like, they'll put like a, one of the icons of, the type of dances you can do since there are four different types and if you do one of those before their little thing runs out you'll get a bonus which is okay i guess but ultimately i just didn't find any real pleasure out of my hour with the game or so um there are different dancers too who have 
different abilities not, not different abilities but they're better at certain dances because like with the spin ones if you keep spinning too much or you hold things too long you'll fall over so you gotta be uh, aware of that but yeah that's four kids it's on everything i think um but yeah i didn't i didn't really enjoy it and then super treasure arena i played on the switch and i play this is an online well not on the switch the pc version has online play this the switch version only has local play which sucks though i don't have an Nintendo switch online so even if it was an option i wouldn't be able to test it and i would never use it anyway but it is a really simple uh online versus game for up to four players why am i multiplayer versus game online depending on your platform uh local on the switch where you know it's got pixel art and all that the mic just fell did you hear that you probably heard that i got there you go um <laughs> anywho it is a multiplayer versus game where you're playing as one of a handful of classes basic like fantasy type classes knight mage rogue i think a few others and there are two modes two modes only free for all which is where you're just going around killing the other players or various enemies that are sprinkled out through these six different levels and you're just trying to collect as much gold as you can and have the most when the game ends after two three minutes and then the other mode is treasure hunter or something along those lines where you're trying to grab this treasure chest which i think spawns in the middle of a map all the time and return it to your base and that's it those are the only modes that exist you can play against ai which is something i always like especially in a game like this that only has local play as well because i think multiplayer focused games that don't give you the option to play against ai are really shitty for two reasons one multiplayer only games need an audience if they fail to find an audience they're dead on arrival they're basically vaporware they're worthless they become garbage if there is no option to play against ai and that's that's a disappointing thing because there are games that are fun they have a fun idea and they work well but without being able to find a match or so then you just can't play them and that really hurts the game i you know i'm sure it's really difficult to make to write ai that is uh you know human like or whatever that's not too easy too difficult that's not too robotic that's not either super good at killing you or just really dumb you know I, i'm i'm no coder or anything so i can't speak to all that but um i like that that's there and also second reason why i like having ai as an option is that sometimes i just don't want to deal with online play whether it's i'm not i i feel like i don't want to deal with the the greater challenge that would most likely exists playing against real people and also sometimes maybe i want to play and be able to pause and walk away and not feel like okay i'm I'm stuck here i can't take a break and and maybe go to the bathroom or just take a few minutes break to check something or whatever i like having those having ai for those options like i i always appreciate that about the call of duty games the fact that they have 
bot play for multiplayer because you know maybe i want to play some uh call of duty multiplayer and i just don't want to deal with that or maybe i want to play with my father and we play on a team and we can have some ai bots on our team and play against bot like there's no way my dad can handle playing against real people in a game like call of duty he will get destroyed he will not enjoy himself but the fact that we can play in a multiplayer match together with ai and against ai and i can pick the difficulty of the ai so that it will not be too easy but it also won't just kill him every single time that's really big for me you know that's part of why i consistently support call of duty i think they also make really good games i think the campaigns are not always you know the most interesting things or anything but they're well enough put together of course we didn't get one in the last call of duty but my dad loves the campaigns all of them he's played i think at this point he's played through all of them now maybe he's i think he might not have went through infinite warfare or whichever one was in space because i he i think he he, i don't even know if he tried it i I may have told him not to mess with it just because i got the sense that that one was maybe complicated with other shit you can do uh and also anything that starts adding like titanfall 2 i think is a great campaign my dad couldn't in no way deal with that and jumping around like he can shoot things and he can move around and like jump over bags of rice but he can't wall run and do all these crazy things that's not something that computes for him but um going back to super treasure arena after that lengthy tangent i just found it to be incredibly boring um every single one of my matches i played and i only played against ai because i don't have any friends i mean i have friends but they're you know people i played with online and all my local friends, they don't they don't care. They're not gonna go out of their way to try and play this game. Plus, you know, it's not it's just boring. They it plays well enough. It it feels fine. That's not the problem. It just isn't fun at all. I in, I at no point had any fun with my entire time with the game. Which wasn't long, you know, it was like ten, twelve matches, but every single one of them lacked any hint of excitement and the way it controls is that you have it reminds you of the controls every time you start a game um or or go into the play menu and another thing that was annoying since it's offline play with bots or local play i think pausing the game didn't pause the game which i fucking i hate that i really hate that as as a design if it's if it's offline if i'm playing against bots let a pause be a pause. But I could be wrong. I, you know, I, I don't want to say for sure that that was the case, but I think it has to be because Floor Kids is single player and After Charge is online, so the only one that should pause and wouldn't it and make me angry about it could be this one. But yeah, you just you control with a left analog stick. You can aim with a right analog stick. You can shoot certain weapons that you pick up like arrows or bombs or bomb arrows or like little fire torches. Um, the characters, I believe, have all different abilities. Like the knight has a, a thing where it can have uh, some shields rotating around it and stuff like that. But yeah, I just, I've 
found it so unbelievably boring. And then after Charge, playing this on Xbox One, it's Xbox One and PC right now, and I think it's coming to Switch at a later date. It is a Game Pass game, so if you have Game Pass, you can play it for free. And it is cross-play enabled, which is great, more so for PC players than Xbox One players, because I, from what I could gather, the audience on PC is very small, uh, and people are complaining about it. like there are a lot of people on the Steam discussion uh, forums and whatever talking about how they oh is this game just dead on arrival, and the developers reassuring everyone no it's fine it's got crossplay Xbox One you know there there we have so many Xbox players in part because it's a Game Pass game and this is a three v three game where you play as either the enforcers who are trying to stop the workatronics from destroying these giant barrels of electricity or something, these glass barrel things. And the way it works is that the workatronics are these robots. They all might be robots, I don't know. But the workatronics are very clearly robots. And... You are invisible to the enforcers unless you go around punching. So if you're punching one of these barrel things, um, I wish I had the name of what they're called. I'm going to find out what the name of those things are called because I had a very good match. And I took a screenshot of it because I carried my team. And it felt good. Extractors. They're called extractors. So... Punching these extractors or just punching in general will make your uh, location known. Not on a map or anything, but just you'll be visible. Or if you get within a certain vicinity of an enforcer, like at a certain range, they have like a thing that comes out and will um, make you visible for everyone on the map. And the enforcers on their guns have little like blue circles that will blink and blink faster the closer they are to a Worktronic. But the way it works is that you're Worktronic, you're trying to take out six of these, I already forgot, extractors? Is that what they're called? How did I already forget the name of these stupid things? Extractors, yeah. You're trying to take out six of these extractors uh, in any level. There don't seem to be many levels. It seemed like there are less than the, the number of fingers on my hand. I have five fingers. You know, if, if you don't have five fingers, there still may be less than the number of fingers on your hand. But I have five fingers just so we we know how many fingers I have. One, one two, three, four, five. I, that was a weird way to count if you saw the video. But you are uh, counting just completely threw me off track. So you are trying to destroy these attractors. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the maps. I don't think there are many. <laughs> But you're trying to uh, destroy these extractors. Every character, there are five classes, characters per uh, group. So five different workatronics and five different enforcers. They all have their unique abilities. The enforcers all have unique weapons and different abilities. And then the uh, workatronics have different abilities, like putting up a shield or shooting a like, laser thing that'll push enforcers away. And... The enforcers have stuff like being able to put an extra shield over one of the 
extractors or put down these like mines and stuff like that. And it's not bad, but there just is there's something missing that makes me not love the experience. One thing that I don't like is that there is no there's seemingly no time limit on a match and they can go on for very long. I've had some matches last for a very long time and some that last less than a minute. If the if the teams aren't working together and they're just going crazy, it is very easy for a team of workatronics to fall within the first like just fall immediately because there is no responding. Workatronics can't hurt forces, that's important to know. And then workatronics, if they get downed, they're down until another player revives them. And seem like the the way the energy system works, I'm not entirely sure. But it seems like we just keep coming back and we're able to recharge each other. But there just seems to be something missing. I'm not sure what that is either. Um, I played probably a few dozen matches or so. You start off your first few matches playing against AI just so you can get a feel for things. And then you're thrown into online play, uh, which is relatively easy to find. Like You're not going to find a match within seconds all the time depending on when you play despite that it's despite it being a game pass game but it's not too hard to find an online match and it plays well looks good uh no issues with lag or anything like that but i don't know like some i feel like there are just some specific design things that i would like to see changed i know the fact that there's no responding would make this difficult but I would kind of like the ability to be able to change my class mid-match. If, for, for instance, if I'm playing as a workatronic and we've knocked out all the extractors but one, that could lead to a situation where just all the, the three enforcers are surrounding this thing. And it could be difficult to find a way to get in there and bust it before they kill you because they will only be focusing on that single extractor you know, laying down so many mines, you can only lay down five, that's your total as that character, but you can still, I mean, when you're laying down five around one, that's a lot, um, you know, putting a shield over it, putting up these walls that you have to punch to break down, like, they can really fortify their defenses around one enforcer when it, that's all that's left, which means that you can have this back and forth for minutes and minutes and minutes, um when you get to that point and that's not great and in some cases i feel like oh well when i'm down to that part of the 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 match that i i would maybe like to change my character to be something that would be better more beneficial in that situation um but you can't do that Uh, i don't know how you get around that with the spawn system but um i also kind of wish that there was a time limit there is something that enforces that a little bit where these like uh, air, not air drops, but like air strikes start coming down after a certain point. Um, but those take a good while. Like, I feel like this game should, every match should be timed to five minutes. And if you don't win in five minutes, then you're done. Because regardless of whether I'm in a match that lasts 10 plus minutes or whatever, after around the five minute mark, I stop having fun. And I think that's part of the problem. Like 
the the matches really start to just feel incredibly dragged out after you get to a certain point and it doesn't matter how it ends up turning out i just am exhausted and want to move on to another match um it, it like team play can be really finicky i think it's especially difficult if you're if you're not working somewhat together as workatronics so that like i feel like the balancing wise it's a lot easier to play as a uh, an enforcer if you're not working together um but at the same time when you're playing as a workatronic if character gets down you can revive them immediately and like there can you can get into this loop where you revive a player uh, as a workatronic then you get down and then they get away but then they revive you and then you just get into this loop where one of you is down revives the other and then either that person who is downed just gets downed again and you just keep reviving them over and over and it's this back and forth between you and uh, an enforcer or multiple enforcers which can work as a distraction for one workatronic or whatever to go around busting other things but it still doesn't always work out that way um it's worth checking out because it is free uh if you're a game pass subscriber i mean every game that comes there especially games that are brand new they're always worth checking out and i think it's all right um but i i, I think the most telling thing about how this game just doesn't quite come together is that i had this match that was challenging and it was a long one but in the end my team won uh, and I was playing on the, the workatronics and I had six extractors extractors destroyed so I destroyed all the extractors and I had 42 extractor hits and I revived my allies eight times so I in that game carried my team completely but when it was done I didn't feel good I didn't feel like oh yeah that was a great victory even if I did, that would be like a selfish victory because that would have been me uh, doing all the work and feeling good about myself and all that. But when that match was done, I was like, okay, that was. I'm glad that it was over with, uh, which isn't the way I should leave a match like that. I should leave just feeling like, oh, man, that was incredible. That was so intense. I can't believe I came out. Like, it was ridiculous. I'm surprised that it turned out that way, that we actually won. And when I saw the stats at the end, I was surprised that I did as much as I did. Because, uh, you know, it's it's still a new game, and I'm not that great. Whatever. I You know, I guess it showed me that I still got it. I'm not that old yet, which was nice in a very selfish way, in a very me, me, me way. But, yeah. I think there are some interesting ideas here. But I, when I look at it, I think, oh, this is an okay game. This is, uh, you know, a good game. You know, it's like a, a 6 out of 10. But it's not a great game, and I don't know if they can change it in any way that isn't a significant change to make it a great game, for me at least. Um, but like I said, I think I think it's worth checking out. I really like the aesthetic. It, it has in-game currency that you can buy, uh the majority of the unlocks for character looks like just different paint schemes are all things you unlock via progression you level up and stuff like that so you get experience in that sense but then 
emotes and the like the unique outfits that really change like that aren't just a, a color palette change cost 500 of these in-game coins which i don't know if you unlock them with progression or anything if you do you unlock very few of them uh and i i don't remember how much it costs for how like it might be 1200 coins for 10 bucks something along those lines but i could be very wrong but uh for the outfits it's 500 coins per character then the emotes are 250 i think so they have that which i'm 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 fine with that i don't have a problem with that especially i think games that decide to jump on a game pass it's good for them to have some kind of way to get revenue uh, you know outside of people buying the game because of course you can choose to buy a game even if it's in game pass and you're a subscriber if you're like i like this so much i want to support it i'm going to buy it or if you know it's on sale at some point like i'll buy this now you know i've been enjoying it for free all this time now it's on sale sure i'll put them i'll give them a few bucks but uh you know i, I like having these ways of supporting a game that is free for so many people um and i think the the character models themselves look pretty good but like one of them has a thing that makes it sort of look like a, a sea monster a little and i want that one real bad <laughs> so yeah but i don't like the game enough to be like oh i want to pay for it but if i did like the game enough who i would get that one because it's it looks nice uh but yeah i, I really like the look I, I already said that but um it just doesn't quite come together for me yeah I wish it did, but uh, yeah, that is After Charge on Xbox One and PC. Uh, it's part of Game Pass, so if you are a Game Pass subscriber, you can pick that up for free and download it and check it out, and I highly recommend doing so because you may like it, and even if you don't, you didn't pay anything for it. Well, you're, you paid your subscription fee, which is giving you the ability and an opportunity to play games like it, so don't waste that opportunity and play After Charge. Um, no offline AI play. There's training modes, but I don't think any of them were full-on match-type things with AI uh, outside of the first few matches, which is disappointing. But, oh well. Um, trying to think if there's any other details to mention about it. Um, it's just the one gameplay mode, the attack and defend. So just attacking these extractors or defending them. Uh, there's no other type of game mode, um, which is fine. I think the game mode is fine. Um, I think part of the problem too is the the limited maps because uh, I'm I feel like there are only three maps. There may be a few more, but it's definitely very very limited in terms of maps, and their designs aren't all that interesting. I wish there was more verticality with the the map designs. It's, it's very flat. You know, there might be hills or whatever, and then okay, this one will be inside a busted building, but ultimately you know the 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 map layout and all that leaves a lot to be desired um especially when i i play through them all and they they feel very same and it's just like okay this one's a snowy area this one's like a forest and this one's like a desert like or something or whatever um but yeah it's okay it's good just not great it's a good point oh uh but that's pretty much all i've been playing uh i did check in with uh because i i'm excited for ace combat 7 as are some of y'all i know and you know it's coming out uh i believe pc as well but xbox one ps4 psvr support i'm excited for it i noticed and some other people noticed that uh 
on Xbox One, on both PS4 and Xbox One, a bonus for pre-ordering, though it also says in the description or whatever that you get um, a copy of, on PS4, Ace Combat 5, which is probably the PS2 classic version of it, um, and Ace Combat 6 on uh, Xbox One as a bonus, which was a 360 game, and it says you get a code for the 360 version or backward compatibility. It is not backward. You know, uh, it may have become today, but it wasn't, you know, a few days ago, wasn't included in the list of backward compatible games, and you can't buy it on the store or anything. So I reached out to, to just make sure, like, okay, is it going to be backward compatible? When, and uh, yes. Ace Combat 6 is going to be backward compatible, which is great too. Uh, it's, a, it's a really nice bonus. It's weird that, you know, I, I, I guess just because, you know, they have the PS2 Classic is already there and the 360 digital version is already there um, that they split out, like, so that this system gets this for this game and this one gets this other game. But it's a nice little bonus to get. And based on the wording, but whoever, who knows if that's ever fully accurate. Um, you don't have to pre-order it to get that. It's a limited time thing, so it's like maybe like with a uh, Smash Brothers and the Piranha Plant, you pick it up in the first month and change or so, then you'll still get a copy of Ace Combat 6. And the way it works is after like seven or ten days, you'll get a code for it in your messages. But uh, excited about Ace Combat 7 coming out um, because Ace Combat has always been fun. It's been a great accessible shooter in part because it's modern so uh, you use a lot of missiles which are a lot easier to try to, to use to take down enemy airplanes as opposed to uh, machine guns in the older games uh, um, not older ace combat games but games that take place in older eras where lock on and all that wasn't a thing um, but yeah watching some live streams and it was it's got me excited and it's uh, it's been a very long time. I forgot there was even uh, an Ace Combat on 360. When I saw that was included as a bonus and people were talking about it, I'm like, oh, I completely forgot we got... I, I thought Ace Combat has been dead since the PS2 era, but it has not. And I don't know why, because I, I didn't own a flight stick, but I remember there being one and me almost buying it a handful of times to play it on 360, but for whatever reason, I did not remember all that. Um, but yeah, that was something I assumed was probably going to be the case, but getting confirmation that it will indeed be backward compatible, um, if it isn't already today, you know, uh, in a few days. So that's, that's pretty great news. Other than that, news wise, I didn't see anything. I don't remember, <laughs> but, um, movies I watched. Lean on Pete, which is a movie about a kid who has a shit life, man. Just a shit after shit after shit. Befriends a horse. The horse isn't as uh, big uh, in the movie as I was expecting. But it, it's alright. Um, some people are really high on it, I think. Because uh, my dad was really interested in checking it out. After, I think, Richard Roper, who is... Uh, a film critic called it an instant classic i believe i wouldn't go that far at all i really like the song at the end of it though which i looked up to find out what it was and i found out it's called 
the world's greatest or whatever and it's like a uh, this country singer or whatever's cover version of an r kelly song i had no idea it was an r kelly song which was weird that it was an r kelly song and then weird because of r kelly and everything right now um the best r kelly song to me is still i want to piss on you as performed by dave chappelle no seriously though I, I like i didn't know this was an r kelly song and it's a fine song but i didn't know it was a song because outside of why well, i can't remember the name of the song now uh I believe I can fly. I know literally nothing about R. Kelly. That is the only song I've ever known until this point because I love Space Jam. And I sang that song after gym class once at my grammar school and was sent to the principal's office along with like five or six other kids. I don't remember why they were sent, but I was sent because of that. I wasn't doing anything else. I didn't get in any kind of actual trouble. And that gym teacher was eventually fired for throwing a basketball at a kid's head i believe um so yeah that was great but um yeah i was just i was like flapping my wings and singing i believe i can fly i believe i can fly i believe i can touch the sky that's not how i actually sing but nobody likes to hear me sing anyway so yeah that's what i think when i think of r kelly and, and of course, pissing on girls' faces. <laughs> That's not funny. That's terrible. That's so horrible. Um, but I think I watched something else. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched like 20 minutes of The Doors with Val Kilmer, directed by Oliver Stone. And that was enough for me. I mean, I probably could have watched less and already known that I don't give a shit about any of this crap. Uh, I've never really listened to The Doors. But I like music, biopics, and all that. I didn't realize that Jim Morrison, or whatever the hell his name is, is was such a pretentious, pretentious, just like... the He's clearly not my kind of human being. And like, just him <laughs> like, really, man, you look at the sky and the things and the wood. And like, I, I don't even know how to fake... like. That's just not my jam at all. But it makes perfect sense that it's Oliver Stone's jam. That it's a perfect fit. And I just, I, I, I couldn't take it. I was out almost me. I was just like, this is, the, this is the worst. These are the worst people. I don't want anything to do with these people. I'm getting the hell out of here. And I stopped watching it. Um, and something I watched a while ago that I never talked about was the Hudsucker Proxy, which I watched a long time ago before the last time I rewatched it and didn't remember all that much of it. I thought I didn't like it. I rewatched it again. That's secretly, I think, one of the best Coen Brothers movies. It's really good. It's uh, Tim Robbins, and it's about him inventing the hula hoop, and it's very funny. Paul Newman's in it too. Paul Newman is fantastic in just everything. And there's a lot of great little bits in it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I like it really uh, a lot in the early on when he's showing his design of the hula hoop. And it's just a paper with a circle on it. And it's like, you know, for kids. It's just like, here, it's a circle. You know, for kids. Another funny thing I noticed about that is that he lights a trash can on fire and then he tries to 
put it out by stepping on it and then his pants end up on fire a little bit and i'm curious if that's just a thing he does because in the movie nothing to lose when there's a spider on his face and he stops the car great movie nothing to lose if you haven't seen it i know a lot of people don't like it i really enjoy it um but when there's a tarantula on his face he freaks out stops the car jumps out and starts just you know moving his arms all over the place and uh picking his feet up and off the ground you know he's just freaking out and there are a pack of matches on the ground and then his legs start on fire while the scat man is playing you know that wonderful song no i'm not joking about that that is a fantastic song um but those are two movies where he lit his feet on fire is that something tim robbins likes to do if, if you know of other movies where Tim Robbins has uh, ignited his feet, please let me know. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened in Bull Durham because that movie's stupid. And so if something stupid happened in that movie, wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Though I also watched Sneakers, which I thought was good, but not great. And I think my problem with sneakers is that it wasn't crazy enough. Like with my hacker movies, I want them to be ridiculous and stupid and just the dumbest shit ever. I like antitrust. The net is okay, but like antitrust is great. <laughs> the circle is a awful piece of wonderful shit. Um, hackers is great garbage. Um, but sneakers was like too, not serious, but it just was too, I can see this, I guess. But another one's just like, this is insane. Tim Robbins, also an antitrust, but he doesn't light his feet on fire. So that's, that, you know, that would have made that movie a 10 out of 10. But it's only like an 8 out of 10. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm thinking about starting up a an anime podcast, a weekly one, maybe. But I don't know what the hell I would name it because I, I I've been I've always toyed around with doing like a, a weekly wrap up of current season stuff, but I I'm not gonna do that on this show, and yeah I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna do that or not because I the the idea the thought of doing episodic reviews for shows just sounds like the worst shit in the world. Um, that is something that. If people wanted, that is something people would have to pay for on Patreon. Like, Patreon would have to pay me more to do that. Because that shit is exhausting. Doing the episode one reviews at the beginning of a season is the worst shit ever. Um, I enjoy it because I like anime a lot. But, you know, sometimes you get a Rising of the Shield hero where the comments are just the worst. But also, it's just very time consuming because I've put up, I don't know. 15 reviews or something um so yeah it's exhausting and same when seasons end then i'm doing season reviews uh, which is usually how i do it i do the first episode and then i wait until if i'm still with a uh, series and when the season ends then i'll do a season uh, a full season review but um yeah that might happen but you know you'll you'll hear about it if it does in the future yep 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 uh anywho that will do it for this here episode. It ended up longer than I was expecting, which isn't a bad thing. But, uh, yeah. Anywho, 
Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which just put a new episode up today. I hear it's a long one, and it's full of stuff about doppelgangers and other crap. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't listen to it. Uh, but that's a podcast on the site, as well as Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show and Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sauces, which is the way I recommend consuming Attack the Backlog, because the video just makes it so much better. And if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.